Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the off-season swolecast here on rotorgrinders.com. I'm David Kitchen, joined by Mr. Tuttle05, joined by Davis Maddock, and joined by Peter Overset. Peter, how are you struggling feeling? with my name there at the end? It was all like you forgot about me. No, 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 no. You had your, like, you had your, like, your face like you were blowing a bubble or something i didn't know what that was yeah i'm sorry yeah i don't know i'm a, i'm in a little bit of rough shape this morning had a yeah. you know things got away from me last night uh normally don't do that kind of behavior on a school night but you got to show up you got to punch <laughs> in no days off and, and here we are so take us through like what happened last night you were on a stream with pat and davis yeah so we were doing a draft and there was this guy who started his draft with seven or eight straight non-wide receiver picks, which is, you know, fairly unorthodox. And I was like, okay, if, if he doesn't draft a wide receiver here, I, I'll take a shot. And, uh, you know, just thinking he was, you know, ready to start drafting wide receivers. Well, he proceeded to not draft wide receivers for five more rounds. Uh, and once you establish a drinking game like that, you can't bail on it. And uh, next thing you know, we're uh, three sheets to the wind on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I wonder... How many leagues have this um, where there is like a decided advantage to people that are drafting sober? Like, I wonder if like there would ever be like any data because I've been a part of some drafts where there are people that get uh, they're in rough shape too by the end of it. And they're making picks that are just out of nowhere. So it, it has to be plus EV to be drafting sober. Well, luckily, Peter had Pat and I there as his designated drafters. He was sitting there trying to get us to draft Gardner <laughs> Minshew, and we were just having to be like, "Look, bro, we just we don't we don't need to do that." <laughs> but to your point, Dave, like when, when we've gone out and done the FFPC drafts, I always want to be in the afternoon or early evening ones because people are sober in the morning, but they'll be by the pool drinking all day and then going to do the drafts in the afternoon, and those are the drafts you want to be in. No, it's a sad advantage, but <laughs> it is it is an advantage. Uh, Pete, I want to I want to stick with you since you are the hot topic this week. There was an image that came out this week from Underdog uh, on the Underdog Fantasy app, the best ball where they've got the uh, the million dollar tournament, and it listed a. Like a thank you to all the people that had invested into underdog and your picture or your not picture, your name was on that picture. I mean, yeah. do you want to, do you want to comment publicly on this? Honestly, I feel bad for Cuban and Delvadova and you know, all the heavy hitters <laughs> who they're just waiting to get mentioned. Like everyone's going to be so stoked. I'm backing it. It's just people tagging me over and over and over. Sorry, Schefter. The only investor that these guys care about is the deposit King. Nice. Uh, so. Sorry, Jeff Epstein. 
<laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Epstein made it on there. I was right next to uh, my pal, Kevin Adams. I mean, it was just a great, great uh, reveal. Uh, so yeah, you know, just just happy to be here, you know? Did you know when you made that big investment into Underdog that uh, that your name would be out there eventually as one of the sharp investors? So I have, uh, I have a marketing uh, deal with Underdog. I'm going to be doing streams for them. I did not know that I was going to end up on a poster. I thought me drafting on the Underdog platform was going to be the extent of our uh, of our relationship. So, so really, they they sweeten the deal for you. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweeten the pot. So they, uh, you know, I, I am a little upset about my font size. Ultimately, I feel like I've earned, you know, being in the kind of CSU RAM territory. You know? Yeah, I agree. You, you were like in the uh, in the ten range. Uh, CSU RAM was like in the sixteen to eighteen. Cuban was like past the seventy two font. He was like in the you know the one. But really, I mean, Kitchen, your name should have been on there just as the person who popularized the concept of best ball fantasy football. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get it twisted, Davis, because you mentioned this before. It's it's not that I popularized the the concept of best ball. It is the best ball dynasty super flex. Mm, you see how you see how I could get confused. <laughs> well, it's like best ball with dynasty. Like dynasty used to be very hands on, and my idea was, hey, let's make it not as hands on. So well, you know, it's it's a beautiful it's idea. My, don't worry, my screenshots uh, is coming. And speaking of screenshots. We've got a hot topic in DFS this week because uh, with the return of sports has brought the return of the screenshot. Tuttle, I'm going to get your take on this because some people are just absolutely burned out on the screenshots. Some people, it's it's just become a hot button topic, and I want to know where you where you are on this topic. So personally, I'm not a fan of of sending out screenshots. But it is a, I mean, it's a proven marketing technique at this point. Like it, it gets clicks, it gets subs. So I, you can't hate it from a business, from a business perspective. I will say, ideally you can cut back on, you know, like the, the double when like somebody wins a double <laughs> up or something like that. Like, I think we can cut back on those ones, Yeah, but big scores. Why not? All right. So let's, let's What's establish. Hang on, let's one more. establish a minimum threshold. Let's go around the let's go around the block and let's establish a minimum threshold for like what is the minimum amount you would need to win for a screenshot and what is the minimum like you know ten. I, th- I think I think like I think 5X. like yeah ten x is probably 5X. a good number. Yeah, five x or ten x. You know, I think five x is too low personally. I if it, well, it's, it's got to be a high amount of money if it's 5X. That's like yeah. a quadruple up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, whatever. But this is what really steams my beans. When someone put, has $5,000 in entry fees and they win 25000 they scrub the 5000 off the screenshot and say 25000 So not only is it a, a 5X, but they're actually trying to hide from the fact that it's a 5X because to the majority of the population, 25000 is impressive. But a 5X isn't impressive. It's disingenuous touting is what it it's is. It's disingenuous touting. That said, I still will join the movement because I want 25000 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's what's your minimum threshold, Pete? I, I think a 10X. And 
I think you you have to pick your spots, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't just be doing it week after week. Yeah, after you week. can't be doing it willy nilly. Like you know, yeah, that that's a great point, Pete. It, the screenshot means more when there's like four of them a year, as opposed to like one every week. Well, here's also, the thing: when you keep doing it consistently, and then you don't do it for a while, people know you're losing. We Here's we enough. uh we call that the well there's a couple guys there's a couple guys I was I about to say the name I was gonna but... throw someone under the bus but I'm not gonna do it because I'm a good friend let's uh let's <laughs> well, like, well take... let's see if Kitchen will say it let's see if we can get Kitchen to say it no no I'm not gonna, Kitchen I'm not if you had throw... to, if you had to name one guy in DFS who used to do a lot of screenshots all right and now maybe not so many all right like I don't I don't want to <laughs> there's anyone there's under the a bus. layup here. There, but, there's uh, one. but the guy that started he's it, outside your house right now with a basketball uh, the guy <laughs> the guy that started it was tommy g and this was at a Rest point in, in, in the industry tommy g patriot so you can find him on doesn't Parlor. he have another twitter account return that's yeah of return the of the jedi or something like that <laughs> oh no. my you guys are joking no Don't i'm not give it away big, big uh, t tweeted it uh, or sent out a tweet with the uh, uh, Bruce Arians dot gif. Oh boy. Um, well, as far as like back then, everyone was like, "Oh, I can't believe sending out screenshots. That's that's like private info." Like I felt like the industry was a little bit too, um, uh, I don't know, like uptight about it. And, we were too uptight with Fantasy Insiders. Yeah, like we don't want to brag. And Tommy's like, I'm bragging to everybody. And everybody else is like, I'm joining the Tommy G Patriot movement. Um, and like, that's, that's kind of how Guru Elite like took off. Um, but, you know, then sometimes those screenshots dry up and you move to, um, you know, women's college basketball in March betting. Uh, oh, no. Return of the Jedi account suspended, by the way. <laughs> wow the return some, was short some quick reason he he got that account up to when i checked this was like a oh, half a week ago he was already up to like 50k followers on it People, on return of the jedi account yeah. oh my god it's unbelievable i need to get in a new line of work yeah you need to get in the q and on game man. <laughs> Here, here's the other thing back to the screenshots how about this as a rule even though i said that i didn't like uh the high volume ones you should be locked into having to do a screenshot a week. You're regardless of your results because that's the thing. They're cherry picking, right? But if you just said once a week, I get to do one screenshot, but you're also forced to do a screenshot, then we get to see one of the bad Except the well. thing is, it's kind of baller to lose a lot of money though. That, like if it, it's so baller, then why is everyone afraid to show it repeatedly? Well, and then everybody, it's the, the move now is to do the big losses, but say you won. So it's the joke, yeah. you know? It's like, it's like yeah, it's oh, this joke that all these, all the, this gang of guys who are now in um the, the Corona poker discord, they like had this joke of like profiting because, I don't know, they got in some war with some, like, again, this is just so inside baseball as far as Green DFS screen. Twitter goes. Yeah, but but now the the move is like, oh, I entered um $1,700 in this slate and I cashed one, uh, so six, $7 profit for me or whatever. Yeah. There's also the different, it's such a, it's so interesting to see the different personalities, how they play with the screenshots. So the early got, screenshots? Uh, what's that? Early screenshots? Uh, well, there's early screenshots, but even <laughs> after you win, you've got some people like, yeah, you know, 
giblets, join the movement, um, and just like retweeting and quote tweeting everyone else. And then there's like my favorite, which is the uh, humble, the humble dink, uh, and that is the <laughs> blessed to blessed to yeah. be doing this. Big <laughs> <Stay> blessed. <laughs> blessed to be doing this uh doing what i love right now and hopefully making you know everyone else a little bit of money and oh by the way here's a hundred thousand dollars that i won tonight here's the other thing about screenshots and i actually the you know as a shout out to the rg testimonials one that those are actually users who subscribe and who have won that's what people care about as the market tool can i be that person who wins if i just see the top guys winning over and over i'm like that's great for you. You're way better at DFS for me. I need to be see or be shown that you can teach someone else to win, and that could be me. So, like, when I see someone who's a top player winning over and over, that doesn't do it for me because I'm like, yeah, you're on a different level. You got to help the little guys out. And, and along those lines, it is a little disingenuous when you get the high stakes guys that do it over and over, and they, they took down, like, an eight-person contest. Oh, kind of, uh, kind of the, like we the, said. The, the, the Empire Maker, like, uh, I've won $1 million in entry fees. I won 56% of my games, but that translates to a $200,000 score. Right, and everybody, again, everybody sees the 200K, and they're like, oh, my God, I, yeah. I want to be able to do I that. I mean, the, the the Blake screenshots, to me, are the most baller, if I got to be real. Yeah, th- those, those are baller. In those own. are that, the most that, baller. That's different, and he's not selling a product. Those, those are Yeah, he just he's just trying to flex on poor people. That's it's all he, like, cares about. <laughs> It's the ones that are like the second three ball of the day that, or the the fifth three ball tournament that went off a three hundred dollar five person GPP, and they send the screenshots on those. Those are well, and I also do you, those. It, that's that's the Vegas Dave model too, right? Where you just bet massive money line favorites and you bet them all, and then you get a screenshots from a few, and you just you know hopefully are floating above fifty percent with your actual win rate, but you have the big thing. So it's like if you're ripping off of Vegas Dave's marketing ploy, then maybe you need to take a long hard look in the mirror. I'm gonna start uh, how do I do it? My fourth quarter FanDuel single game uh, MVP <laughs> challenge. I think a great idea for you would be to to screenshot like your your DraftKings screen or your FanDuel screen like six minutes before showing you haven't entered in any games and then you clicking the plus one button and get like, that's the soccer Dave move is entering into a slate six minutes before it last second. Um, by the way, I have, this is like, this is the one type of screenshots that, because this, this is drew. I mean, you look at his profile picture. That is drew like that matches. He, he screenshots a picture of a hundred thousand dollars. And he said, been incredibly busy restart for me starting with i'm not, I'm not gonna give him free pub on this site uh but the site that he's with now <laughs> with the launch grateful to get a lot right today <laughs> that is so it. dick now that here's is... 30 thir- now here's 30 dollars to it's... thirty thousand dollars to poor kids in africa <laughs> it's literally it's, so you it's have un- to root for them it's unimpeachable yeah that's the thing it's unimpeachable right yeah. You have it's, to cheer for the guy. He's a good guy. It's like when people make an announcement on Twitter that they're, you know, joining a new site and they go, I'm humbled and honored to join. We're like, you're not humbled. You're fucking bragging about it on Twitter right now. There's nothing humbling about it. <laughs> oh, speaking of Vegas Dave and Cash Out King, I heard Cash Out King deleted his account. I he actually did. had to stop. I had to stop following him. 
I he someone told me to delete his account, so I did a little tweet about it, and then about two hours I'm later, he was back in my mentions. So uh, <laughs> he wasn't too, he wasn't gone for too so long. So he didn't actually delete, or it didn't last very long. I um I went the other way with Tuttle. Like when you were getting into following him, I was like, this is just way too much, and now I'm back in because he is just <laughs> on an epic meltdown. I mean, just really is he just losing bets left and right. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's just flat broke. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get into some topics related. Oh come to... on, you don't want to go? You don't want to go forty five more minutes of uh, of inside of inside DFS Twitter? No, no. Let's get into best ball Twitter. <laughs> A much better place to be. Uh, we've got DraftKings releasing best ball as well. So now we have DraftKings, we have uh, Underdog, both mobile applications that if you're using the restroom for an extended period of time, you can make drafts. They've got slow drafts and fast drafts. I will say shout out to underdog because their interface is just so much better. It's so good. So man. much better. I haven't it's, even, I haven't done either yet. Uh, it's so good to like, I, I don't know. And maybe the fact that I'm, I'm just used to it, but uh, DraftKings, I feel like still has a little work to do as far as easily drafting and seeing your screen and that sort of thing. Um, well, the, the issue with the DraftKings app is, I mean, just like if, if it's a Thursday through Sunday and you're playing NBA and you're playing MLB, the app is like so slow and is always trying to load something and always trying to refresh something. It's like, it, it, it takes you a minute to get in to go make your pick. Well, yeah, yeah. I I, did, I haven't had any K- issues. Kitchen doesn't have that problem. <laughs> I haven't had any issues with like my golf lineups. I will say that it being in the, I I accidentally entered like right when it came out. I entered one of the best ball slow drafts, and there was a mission for that day. And the mission was like play over twenty bucks, um, you know, for whatever. Well, so it. It now is like pending. This mission's pending until the season. Until, so until no. the season. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the. It is. No. It's the worst. It's one of the worst when you do that on accident. Like, can you oh, email I, support? I need... No, it, it's just like to... I. I just didn't get the it for that day. So the you know now I can still do it for uh, other okay. yeah, missions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm always going to have locked. that mission on there. That it's, yeah, it just mission. sits there. Yeah, it sucks. The so, the other the other thing about those uh, TJ Hernandez did a tweet where he was looking at the payout structures in the rake for those in yep. the DK three dollar one. I mean that's a fun price point because you can just fire those off yeah. as much as you well, want. It's, it's only twenty max though. It's twenty max, but so it's fourteen point three percent rake on that one. The underdog, the more expensive twenty five dollar price point, seven point four percent rake. Which for for the industry standards we're used to in in DFS, that is not a bad bad rake. So here's the thing: Did uh, does underdog? They don't have head to heads or anything posted yet, do they? I think they no. have some of the three balls and and some other individual leagues. But I the the problem back in the day when it was when it was draft is it was that that was true for the big tournament. But then if you wanted to like play on their site, their head to heads were raked like crazy compared mm. to DraftKings, which was insane to me because I wanted to play a little bit on their site, but their head to heads there had like 15% rake. No, so I will say to see if they have that. I will say since we're, since we're evaluating both and comparing and contrasting and Pete, I don't want to put you in a, a bad spot. You're since not you are one of, the, spot. one of the original <laughs> investors in, uh, in underdog fantasy. So, uh, as far as the, um, I do like on DraftKings, you can see the entrance. 
So I like I like that on DraftKings, everyone's terrible at seasonal fantasy football. That is a, a big plus. So like I was Especially able to check on one of the first on one of the first best ball tournaments, and I I saw like you can see like uh, like a bunch of no namers and no badgers uh, and other guys like like the siege. And I'm like, oh man, I want to be in a draft with a siege. Right Soccer there. Dave likes to bum hunt with his three dollar best ball <laughs> turns. <laughs> uh, this was the twenty. This was the twenty. This is a everyone, fairly sharp take from Davis here. Like anybody who is has bad. Uh, anybody who has underdog downloaded on their phone right now is good. Is there for that specific game? That's yeah. the only reason they have their phone or the app on their phone. And last year, I remember, and I assume they'll get up to this, but draft was refreshing their ADP constantly to where it was yeah. so efficient and so sharp, where right yeah. now the DraftKings ones, and, and maybe it'll get better as they update it too, but you could get some insane value. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like ADP from like their office draft or something, like Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Bloom sitting there taking Todd Gurley in the second round is the one setting the ADP. <laughs> so the other difference is like, like Fandle scoring versus DraftKings scoring half point PPR versus full point per reception. And you've got not, some of not the, only that, the bonuses, bro. Yeah. And you have some of these, I'd say like zero RB just works so much better right now for me on the DraftKings app, because you can get these pass catching running backs really late. Like I, I got Dare in the last round on on DraftKings and and not I mean what is this wow, guy talking destroyed about destroyed your brand a Dare yeah. pick this Mr. Long Gone Vaughn taking Dare the 18th oh my goodness this sounds I mean, like I bit, I just, this sounds like a bit to me yeah I don't I mean Dare Ogunbowale has already in his career been cut four times by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I don't really think it's gonna break their heart to do it for a fifth time all right so anyways Davis the <laughs> purpose is to get some sort of pass catching running back in Late. I mean, you could pick Deion Lewis if you wanted to, but some reserve running back that you know is going to catch passes. <laughs> okay, legit or a bit, we should have Kitchen name all his zero RB targets and see if Peter and I have selected them once this offseason. I mean, we could go. Give me, give me some other, give me some other guys you're you're really liking in that uh, 17, 18, 19th round. Well, we don't have 19th round on the underdog. Um, but we do have them in DraftKings. So I will say, uh, I'll, I'll need to take a look at it. <laughs> I've been trying to get DeAndre Washington in the 12th to 14th rounds. Um, okay, that's, that's good. Yeah. If he's there, sometimes he's, he's going a little bit, a little bit. I mean, he probably should be going like, it's not going to surprise me if by September 1st, he goes in the eighth round. Tony Pollard is probably my biggest Tony Pollard and Madison are probably the ones I have the most exposure to as far as like late round wow, kitchen coming backs. with the good picks. Well, we've already talked about this, by the way, we, you got, we didn't get to like guess who actually is probably my top two guys as far as stacks go on underdog right now. You guys missed it last week. Cam Newton. And Nikhil Harry. Okay. That's All right. Good. You're back in my good. Yeah, if you're, you said you're, Julian, you're I would have been. No, no, no. I've got so I think I think I have more Nikhil Harry than AJ Brown. Wow. Well, yeah, I, like I mean, it. you you should. The cheaper a player gets, the more if you like them, the more sure. you should be drafting them. Sure. But uh, I still am drafting AJ Brown to the third all day, just 
give me all that. You know, if all you right. started grinding some of these FFPC drafts, you can get them in the fourth sometimes because people are so RB hungry, bro. Oh my gosh. Try manage team with kitchen and, and crane and overset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The last time we drafted together, uh, we, we came out looking pretty good with this. I mean, we just gave you what you wanted on every pick. No, I think it was you getting outvoted. Davis. Yeah, that Keyshawn Vaughn picks looking pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, how many season long teams do you normally play? Like managed, like managed teams. teams? Yeah. Uh, probably like seven or eight. Yeah. It's, and, uh, it's so fun to draft these football guys one, but every time I do it, I'm just like, I'm, yeah, I'm I, thinking I about I the way I manage it. Oh my God. The way I used to suck. do them on RT sports. Um, and that's, that's back when like you, that was the only site you could really draft online for. I play, then, I play on RT sports. And then it's every week, gross. every week you would have to like rename your team, like what your record is. So you could like figure out like if you wanted to do waivers or not. Yeah. Who to spend the time (laughs) on uh, with your guys, because only four teams made it to like the, the playoffs. Um, So anyways, good stuff. Lots of, lots of throwback here. Let's uh, let's talk about long gone Vaughn or so long Vaughn. What's your, I, I just can't get behind the Rojo love. I just I can't I can't get behind it, and that doesn't mean that I'm drafting more of Keyshawn Vaughn. It just means I'm staying away from the situation until like I feel good about where Keyshawn is, and that's probably like eleventh, twelfth round. So, Davis, what's your take on on Rojo? She's got take him, dude. Take him in the sixth <laughs> round. <laughs> I don't know what what other take can there be, bro. L- say some McCoy. stats. At least try. You're a professional fantasy football analyst. You can't just say just uh, take him. Take I him mean, up. so last year he was splitting snaps with two other dudes and still gained over a thousand yards. Uh, still had you know a, a relatively decent uh, uh, receiving season, especially because he wasn't really playing third downs at all. He was getting all of his targets on first and second downs, which is a big part of the Bruce Arians offense. And I think something that the shorters are, are not uh, taking into account. And also I was writing him up the other day and I kind of just wanted to look and see were there other, were there other first and second round rookie running backs who really didn't play at all as rookies, but were decent in their second year and able to put up, you know, future RB one seasons. And some of his comps for that are Steven Jackson, uh, CJ Spiller, Julius Jones. So there, there are guys who have done the Ronald Jones career path and then gone on to post RB1 season. So I, I feel pretty, pretty good about Ronald Jones. And I think that signing LaShawn McCoy is really about just not expecting Keyshawn Vaughn to play in the first month of the season. Keyshawn Vaughn still on the COVID-19 list. Um, obviously brought in Shady. You had the video of Dari catching passes um, yesterday. You got Arian saying, though, that Rojo is the main guy in the Bucks' backfield. So uh, as far as where you are, Peter, are you sixth round also for Rojo? Yeah, I think Rojo in the sixth is fine. I I do think, but here's the thing, Dave. I'm actually going to come around on your side a little bit here. I don't think their ADP should be that different. I think Keyshawn should maybe be a couple rounds after 
uh, Roj. I just think we're a little too overconfident on how this backfield is going to shake out and to definitely take advantage of the Keyshawn dip now because you can get them in the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And I think that's a, that's a great price. And that's historically where you want to be buying those rookie running back breakouts. That's where you were getting Chubb. That's where you were getting Kamara. Kamara uh, yeah. So those expensive guys, I mean, Vaughn's a bet you want to make. I mean, I'm not confident about it, but at that price, there's not too much risk in, in taking a step. Oh, that's sweet. Tuttle, what's your take on the uh, Bucks backfield? Take LaShawn McCoy in like the fifth round and you're good to go. No, gosh. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about some other news. Uh, fins up, everyone, because Preston Williams – on the Swolecast team. Is hopefully expected back week one. And again, I just don't think people are giving much credence to Preston Williams and even Devontae Parker. Like both their stocks should be up. They're the two main guys um, as far as in that offense. And I think it's going to be fairly concentrated with them and Gasicki. Thoughts, Davis, on that? Uh, Pete and I, in one of our high stakes teams last night, we, we took Preston Williams and we, we didn't really want to do it because it was a soccer Dave pick, but I mean, the Hearns and Albert Wilson opt outs are massive for him because I just like, if I don't really think they could bench him, even if they wanted to basically. Yeah. I mean, if he's healthy, he's playing. Uh, and I, I think there something that I've noticed is happening both with the Chargers and the Dolphins is because there's uncertainty about the quarterback situation. A lot of people think that both of those teams could have one quarterback playing half the season and the rookie playing the other half, that I think you're getting these slight discounts on some of that uncertainty. And I get it to an extent with the Chargers because there's going to be such a difference in stylistic play between Tyrod and Herbert. But I actually think with the Dolphins, we know Fitzpatrick can move the ball. He is a gunslinger. He'll take chances. And with Tua, an incredibly good prospect, will probably be more efficient, and the offense will be more efficient. So I see positives to either of them at the helm in the, like, Jameis Winston side with Fitzpatrick. And then, you know, the everyone wants to comp, like, Tua is the next Drew Brees. Like, if he steps into that as a hyper-efficient passer, the offense is going to be good as well. So I'm not really scared about the continuity at quarterback. And to that point, I do agree. I think Parker, Gusecki, and Preston are all nice values. So here's the thing. Why would you pick, you know, a grown-ass man like Devontae Parker when you could get a 5'6", 160-pound, six-round draft pick on your team? Team to dream. Jakeem Grant, baby. little double dip there on DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> Trendon Holiday is his best comparable on on player profiler. I remember Trendon Holiday for the uh, for the Broncos, really good punt returner. I'm not actually gonna tout Jakeem Grant, but felt like it was worth bringing his name up. Jakeem Gary Jennings Grant. is the other guy, right? Yeah, Gary Jennings and uh, what is a Mac Collins? So Mac Collins last year, right? yeah. yeah, he did a whole lot of nothing for Philly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he was like. Ma- he was cut and then acquired later on in the season, like with a few games left. He got one whole target in four games with uh, with the Dolphins after he was cut. But yeah. He did a lot of special team <clears throat> stuff, right? He, he was definitely part of that, uh, uh, like the single game showdown slate where you're like, oh, why? when when Philadelphia had like zero wide receivers. Well, and he was actually, he would go on, he was, yeah, they were actually running him. They were starting him in front of Ortega Whiteside at the time. 
Thank you for putting some respect. <laughs> Thank on you. I, got, I, got I, I love. I love that he. I love that he did that. That was so special. <laughs> All right. Um, as far Guy as listens uh, to fantasy Mensa. As far as other news, we got the uh, we got the Raiders that we want to talk about. Davis, where are you on the Raiders? Obviously, they got a whole lot of draft co- capital in this offense. They pick up Mariota as well. Uh, but that's now- what you're leading your Raiders uh, no, offseason. I, no, I led with <laughs> I led with led with the draft capital. Raiders big splash draft- this offseason. No. Bring Mariota. Wait, hold, Mar- hold up, hold up. We got Cody in chat telling me to check out the player profiler on Kirk Merritt. What, what is a Kirk Merritt? Have you guys heard of this fellow before? I've never heard of that Never guy. heard of Bring him. up his player profiler. He will instantly become a, a favorite of yours. Arkansas State. That's, Arkansas uh, State. Look at those workout metrics. Who does he play for? It was Dolphins, apparently. Dolphins. Undrafted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Everybody's taking their pants off. This, this is our this generation's is... Janice, and he's on. I was going to say new, new, new Jeff Janice. <laughs> wow, good, good call, Cody. All, All right, right. I'm, I'm I wonder it. if he had disciplinary stuff because it looks like he got kicked off of Oregon. Yeah, it must be. All right, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna go. Do, I'm gonna go do some research. I would imagine if he got kicked off the team, it was some sort of disciplinary issue. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, he could have. He, he could have just fairness. transferred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this All is right. the great TV. Is Davis looking up his rap sheet online and <laughs> listing it off for us? Oh, that's why this happened. <laughs> All right, uh, we got the. Let's bring it back to the Raiders. I do want to say that if you're not, ta- if you, I, I do want to say, drafting make sure you're taking Marcus Mariota. If you're drafting 150 Raiders uh, <laughs> stacks, you better be putting Marcus Mariota, a sprinkle of them in there. Highest paid backup quarterback. You put him with these weapons. It's, it's great to finally get the siege on the swole cast. <laughs> <laughs> you're not drafting a backup quarterback in your best ball championships. You're just doing it wrong. You got to get those unique combinations. Yeah. Like uh, Cooper and Andy Dalton. That's another unique combination. What do you think siege is going to wave the white flag on the Stidham over cam starting take? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't last. He, uh, buddy. He'll wave it. He'll wave it. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. week 10 probably i'm thinking <laughs> after like or he's gonna just gonna wait for cam to get hurt yeah yeah cam's gonna get hurt, hurt week five all right davis your thoughts on the raiders offense this year well there was this kind of perplexing report this morning that rugs is gonna play in the slot which would mean that brian edwards is gonna be playing over hunter renfro which i did not view as um like the most certainly the most likely outcome for well, some people thought that Renfro might be leading the team in catches this year just as a possession yeah. receiver yeah and I I gotta say um that if Renfro is in fact not a part of their base offense and it is um you know it, it's it's rugs and Edwards I that makes me more bullish on Darren Waller yeah Darren Waller and Evan Ingram are my most drafted tight ends this year. People just forget about what Waller did last year. It seems like he's basically, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like, I don't like Waller at all. Really? Why? He's basically a wide receiver. Cause his, if you just go look at his splits, um, 
with Renfro on and off, he he basically became Jason Witten once Renfro started playing. So with Renfro out, though, you like him again? Well, that would make me reevaluate my position for sure. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so you have the offensive coordinator saying that. So. Well, he didn't say Renfro to the bench. He said we envision Rugg starting in the slot. He didn't say anything about Hunter Renfro. He just said we think that doesn't mean that Renfro can't play as well. Do you know who is another target that is re- is available late from Las Vegas? Edwards? No. You guys Jerry Carrier? Carrier? Although you guys made fun of me for the Edwards pick in our yeah, in th- our, this is going back to the, the fake the fake superflex super draft. draft. Yeah. Edwards was a beast at South Carolina, but no, it's not him. It's Tyrell Williams. You can get for free in any best ball draft. Yeah, like but six, why? 16, round. Yeah, I mean, as I a think big I, play, as a big play guy, the gazelle. I don't think that's what he is, though. I don't mind him in best ball, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not a, guy, not a guy you would roster, you know, in a managed team. Well, that is the thing. This whole offense is it's predicated on how they use rugs, right? Like if that slot thing is true, that has a domino effect. If they're using him outside, that has a different domino effect. If they are viewing him as a lid lifter versus, you know, a possession wide receiver and trying to feed him in all areas, that has a domino effect on it. So it really comes down to how integral you think rugs is going to be in the offense and where. And if they, I mean, people that have been living under a rock during college football season and combine season, Ruggs is a very fast man. <laughs> 4.27. So if they if they try to get this man the ball in space, try to do a little bit of, uh, Some, you know, a, a Tyreek. Really good takes here from Kitchen. 2.0. I'm drafting Ruggs. In a lot of teams too. I'm do you like, do you like rugs more? Do you like rugs more than Chenault? Yes. Yes. Damn, bro. I've got like maybe one or two Chenaults. I've got a lot of rugs. That so. that's what's hard for me is I there's so many of these Wookie Wookie ride receivers that I mm-hmm. like that I'm just now trying to balance it'll you know early on I was drafting a ton of Chanel and Ayuk uh, trying to last night we grabbed a CD lamb share the only rookie wide receiver I don't haven't been grabbing at all is Judy uh, but I do think rugs should be there with Rager where you're taking stabs on him in the ninth and 10th yeah would have people I, well I, Rager's as... Rager's stock is going up uh, rugs is kind of staying where it is Rager but... just went at 804 in our our draft last night that was a compromised room though is the are people cooling off on the Denver situation? Is that what's happening? I think the combination of it being perceived as a very crowded, too many mouths to feed depth chart, and people's just absolute distaste for Drew Locke is is suppressing his ADP. Yeah, I feel like that was like the hot take like two months ago. It was like Denver. I I actually one. still feel like they're gonna throw the ball a ton but that the the main beneficiaries are the guys who were already there. I don't feel like Hamler and Judy are going to, you know, walk into 100-plus targets. I think that we're just going to see Fant and Sutton. That Fant and Sutton already had these relatively non-volatile uh, target profiles where, like, they were getting, like, like, Fant was getting between 4 and 6, Sutton was getting in between 6 and 10, and then, you know, you kind of just add 15% to those numbers. 
with some extra throws, you know, going the way of the new guys, basically. And that's why it's so easy to do some of these Broncos that Broncos. And like Pete said, uh, dolphins and chargers. It's so easy to get these stacks, I, I guess jets too, because of how far people have these quarterbacks uh, down their list. And, and some just are drafting two quarterbacks. And so you're, it's going to leave, leave these guys open at the end. Davis, you're talking about like bad quarterbacks. Like, can you roster bad quarterbacks? Or are you talking about Drew Locke? Um, I, I don't mind Drew Locke in these best ball championships. I think, uh, I mean, the team that won the million dollars on draft last year was a Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker stack. Uh, so, you know, clearly there are ways that that can work out. I think this year specifically, though, I, I what I kind of like is I kind of like getting – one of Mahomes, Lamar, Dak, Kyler, Deshaun, or Russell Wilson with, you know, one of their corresponding wide receivers. And then one of Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, or Joe Burrow with one of their corresponding wide receivers. I, I, I like those combinations of ceiling and price a lot. Hey, where are you on the bad quarterbacks? Because, I mean, you can wait really late now for uh, for some of these guys. Yeah, I like doing the the kind of polarized version. Like I did a, a, a underdog draft where I took Mahomes early for, for a stack. And then I took, uh, I think it was Garoppolo late as my QB too. But I do this year in particular, in, in all formats, I've been putting a priority on getting one of those upside quarterbacks that Davis listed through the Russ Wilson slash. We can maybe include Josh Allen there as well. And then going cheap and kind of avoiding that mid-tier um, is kind of what I've been doing. So yeah, I think you need the ceiling from, from those quarterbacks. Uh, and if they add that rushing upside, because this year we're not going to get the Mahomes and Lamar from the mid round, like that guy just doesn't exist, but Kyler and Watson and Russ could have oh, that. Well, if, you know, there is one guy to me, Mariota. I think there, no, there is, there is there to me is exactly one you know, quote unquote, late round quarterback who has the ability to blow the ceiling off. I, okay, we'll, we'll say one and a half with Cam, right? Cause I think there are a lot of obstacles to Cam getting in the way. One, you know, New England just playing this really gross ball control offense to his health. But the guy that can go Josh Allen on us is Daniel Jones, where he plays that hair on fire style you know, throws 20 interceptions, fumbles the ball 15 times, but accounts for like 42 total touchdowns and has a bunch of 410 passing yard games because the Giants suck so bad and they're always going to be playing from behind. But he's going in front of, um, he's going like in front of Aaron Rodgers. In a lot of I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is undraftable unless you take Devontae Adams. Okay. You don't want a Lazard? I mean that you can build in the back door, but you you really should never be going into your draft thinking like, yeah, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers here in the 11th <laughs> round over uh, all these good wide receivers. Yeah, I, I will. I actually have a decent amount of Rodgers, but it is because when I get those back in draft slots and I'm passing on the running backs and I'm Adams. grabbing Adams, uh, then it is a really cheap stack because no one wants a naked. Rodgers and and it's perfect correlation right like like Rodgers is never having big games with Adams excluded right like it's it, it's it's kind of like uh Bro. Smith Schuster and Ben MBS and Equinemius St. Brown 
Man, games. don't even don't even tempt me with the MVS <laughs> stuff because like if I get a hint that he's like running with the starters or like playing over Lazard, like my 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 best ball profile is gonna take a big hit. Every Tough. every week on DraftKings, MVS is only thirty one hundred. <laughs> I mean, he could he could he could yeah, he could. No, a GPP. I mean, dude, more you, of a GPP yeah. play than uh, than anything. I want to take I mean, it back you, to uh, Pete. You, you back, said you said Russ Wilson. Yeah. You, I I don't know if I know who Russ Wilson is. Oh, you mean Mr. Unlimited? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm the amount of teams I've drafted with Russ is unlimited. <laughs> the potential for Russ to DK stacks is unlimited, Dave. When I watched that video, I was just—it was like, like watching yourself as if you were a famous quarterback. <laughs> it was so corny, but like I like I understood it. Like I I understood the heart of it, and I I almost did like a like a dad bod video oh, yeah. where like I was like, talking about that. But then it's just like that would just open up so many other doors. So we I'm went just, to Dairy Queen to get a blizzard. <laughs> just imagine a blizzard. being a just imagine being a Badger fan, and he is the only good quarterback we've basically ever had. Well, he, and that was for, for only one year. Too. Yeah, for one year, but it was it was one hell of a year. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get some... Quintus Cephas over Jonathan Taylor, buddy. Never forget. Oh, Bro. legit. Okay. Hold legit on. Legit or a bit. Hold Jonathan on. Taylor is as big as a house. Yes. Legit or a bit. I wanted to, I wanted to put this because we had that video of some oversized linebacker that they say is Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> uh, he looks absolutely massive. Legit or too a much. bit. Too much. Too much. Too much. Okay. Bulked up too much. All right, Davis. I mean, I'm team rocked up, bro. All right. Top, yeah. uh, over that? I think what was crazy about it, so when Saquon came in, right, it was all about the quads, right? They were showing his quads, and they were just these tree trunks. What, you know, took me aback with Jonathan Taylor was the width of his, mm-hmm. like, upper frame. Yeah. It was like SpongeBob SquarePants. He was just like a square. He looks like a Mack truck. I, I, I mean, that dude is going to be – a problem he's yeah. a grown-ass man i know these uh these poor teams in the afc south that have to face the colts and the titans this year Ooh. can he can he catch the ball yet or no <laughs> not as long as Hines is there um he, Le- he legit the ball. Legit in the bowl bit. game tuttle he had that one nice catch and they're like well there goes his draft stock all the way up because that one catch <laughs> that he caught uh it was it was like a fade who, or who something. is more of a grown-ass man jonathan taylor or derrick henry uh, Derrick Henry, for sure. But it's it's close. But I have definitely found myself on the uh, on the GAM best ball squads. TK uh, Metcalf, he's up there also with uh, with AJ Brown. As far I've got a lot of AJ Brown. It's the old Miss connection, I guess. Pat, Pat uh, but, Corain was trying to trying to radicalize our GAM metric. We didn't appreciate it. He, we were trying to talk him into Gasicki, and uh, he wasn't having it. I mean, after the the Hearns and the Wilson news, I mean, if you're not getting on the Gasecki train, I you, I can't help just, you. Yeah, you're just you're just blind. Another tight end uh, that's really a receiver. So, all right, uh, legit or a bit? Any of you guys have a legit or a bit questions before we Le- get out of here? I, I got one. Legit or a bit? Gruden actually means this about Lynn Bowden Jr. playing snaps at quarterback. 
I'd say legit, knowing knowing Gruden. He's going to try it at least a, a few times. And it's going to tilt people, especially people that have like Jonathan or that have Jacobs where they are going to uh, basically like anticipating their touchdown. And then he's going to come in the wildcat like on the two yard line and Bones going to score and vulture it. And people are just going to get so tilted. I could see that being a Gruden move for sure. I'm going to say legit. I like yeah. it. Yeah. He, I, I think they're going to use him. I, I mean, I, I got to trust Gruden here. I don't necessarily trust Arians when he says Rojo's a bell cow, but Gruden, he's a straight shooter, man. And you know he's just falling asleep at night picturing uh, some tricky wildcat plays. Picturing both. Marcus Mariota, Lynn Bowden Jr., Derek Carr, all on the field at the same time oh. in the I formation. You don't know who's going to get the snap. Marcus Mariota flipping it to Derek Carr, who then hands off <laughs> Mariota Lynn Bowden Jr., Mariota actually did that last year in the playoffs uh, with the Titans when they beat the uh, the Ravens and the Patriots. They yeah, saved their then, best weapon. For and the then most what happens? Time. Probably, tr- probably should have tried it against. Probably the, should have tried it in the Chiefs game, right? <laughs> would have been interesting. Probably uh, wouldn't have mattered. It's a lot of draft capital if you're not going to use them. Th- this <laughs> is, but this is a different situation with Lynn Bowden because people are people are going to be looking at this like, why would you use? a wide receiver or running back in a quarterback spot, but that's legit what he was last year for Kentucky. That's all their offense was, was, was he, the Wildcats. I've never seen such a one-man offense as Kentucky was with Lynn Bowden Jr. last year. Like, he literally – like, we we make jokes about the engine, but, like, he literally was the engine. Yeah, so, like, he is used to that spot. So, definitely going to go with legit on that. All right, FanDuel salaries released – Right before, right before we get these opt outs. I mean, is it the most FanDuel move of all time to to be like, you know what, we could wait seventy two hours, or let's just do it now, right? Let's just get out in front of it, opt out or no opt out, who cares? Let's just get them out. They might be thinking like, um, hey, it's not going to matter anyways, right? Because people are going to get it right before the season starts, and if we release it now or whatever, it's not going to matter. So. I've been watching Smizzle's TikTok videos about the salary re- salary release, so I'm very. I know what I'm going to do. Smiz is on. Already. Smiz is doing like like TikTok videos on the salary oh, yeah. release. Oh yeah, yeah he's he, outworking me on TikTok these he, days. He's, he's outworking Pete big time. Ah yeah. man, hate to see that, Pete. Uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that uh, that you're going to tell me it's because you are investing into reels. I'm not, you know, see, it's so funny because Laird actually messaged me about this. He said, he says, have you gotten offered uh, <laughs> to to go over to reels from Instagram? And I said, they must be starting with NFL players and working their way down to fantasy football comedians because I have not gotten that offer yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so reels is basically just ripping, it's Instagram ripping off TikTok, but okay. uh, given Given today's uh, environment, you can understand that. They also ripped off. People said that stories wouldn't work um, for Instagram or Facebook because that was just what Snapchat was, and it it has worked. So, um, Dave, speaking see- of grinding, I mean, yeah. you've you've had a few little flurries on Instagram there, a little series of kind of dad influencer posts. Are you going to keep that up? Oh, <laughs> England, bro. I mean, it's it's out there for the taking it's just like do i want to put the work in for it it is, is there such, is there it is easier... such hard work to post <laughs> like i was getting 
like you get annoyed at some of these uh, social media influencers, not you, Pete, because uh, I, I I know you put the the grind into it, but like these influencers that you click on their story and there's like 80 stories for that day. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it gives me anxiety. Like I'm, there's no way I'm filtering through all these. I'm just going to swipe. But these people have to be putting a lot of work in there because it takes a lot. You got to put the caption on every video. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to say of all the types of influencers being, of being a dad influencer, it's gotta be the being a, a wife guy or being a dad influencer. Those have to be the two easiest ways to make money on social media. What's your definition of a wife guy? Yeah, what is a wife Like, guy? you know, guys who like literally their whole shtick is just being like, you know, I love and appreciate my wife. And, you know, like that's just like their <laughs> online personality. I mean, I know that's a genre, but I wouldn't say that's like a very lucrative that's genre. That's not a money-making <laughs> no, dude, people like that is like, like just like being like, I'm a I'm a wife guy like that is an influencer like that is an influencer position that you can monetize you name on Instagram. one big wife guy that you know as like a, a thought well, leader do, in the wife guy space I don't do I don't do Instagram bro I deleted it I know, but I guarantee I know the you easiest, it's a thing I know the easiest way to get TikTok followers and I, I expect Overzet to do this now your kids the easiest no You'd get people to send you Venmo and you go tip these people outrageous amounts of money. That's the new thing. The Randone? Is Randone doing that? He's doing it for his podcast. He's getting oh, like really? reviews and sending people $5. It's oh. quite, no, got- no. This is like people are going on. They have their TikTok set up. They go through a drive-thru and then they like tip this person $1,000. The Like the drive-thru workers. And people yeah. love that. I think being a I think being a wife guy or a dad influencer is easier than that. Hang on, what if we combine these two surefire success things that Davis have? So I go to Lauren and I give her a wad of one hundred dollar bills <laughs> there you go. as a tip. It's so not only am I a charitable man, but I'm also but you're a wife, wife guy. guy. <laughs> All right, the uh, king. We got to get out of here. Closing thoughts, Tuttle. Closing thoughts for today. I don't know. Um, hopefully basketball goes better today. Hmm. It's been a rough last couple of days. Yeah, let us, let us, let us freaking pray, dude. Let me, let me know if, um, come, my... come and find me when TJ Warren goes for 85 again. A hundred percent owned Jason Tatum gets three, per, three fouls in seven minutes in the first half. I had the Ben Simmons injury plus the, the Tatum three fouls. Oh yeah. Yesterday. I had the Simmons injury too. Yeah. That was good. To, that was good stuff. All right. Davis, final thoughts. Uh, you know, I just, I hope that the batting average in major league baseball rises above 200 at some point because, uh, five man stacks, let me tell you when no one can uh, generate hits, they, they're not very profitable. Yeah, you'll still always have that Millie win. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Peter, uh, play on underdog fantasy. I'm looking to 10 X my investment so I can screenshot it down the road. I, I have a I have a podcast coming out with the director of communications for Underdog Fantasy that uh, is pretty oh. interesting. Cool, doing Underdog drafts All right. on Roto Grinders uh, later today and tomorrow. Yeah, we got some best ball shows, and we have um, yeah, we got lots. Of, we're ramping up the best ball content, premium and and free stuff. All right, before we get out of here, I just want to say that uh, Holly, love you. Uh, you're out there. And, um, put that work right in, Dave. I don't know. I don't know where I'd be without you. You just are the best mom and the best wife. And what I a mean, simp. this is literally how easy it is. 
So that'll do it for this week's Swole Cast. We'll see you next week here on RotoGrinders.com.